0: Welcome back to the Life Change Podcast.
1: All right. Hey, guys. Uh, we got uh, Chelsea Nelson RD, Blue Shooter John MD, and myself, Bo Nikoi MD. Uh, we're here to talk about snacks. Yep. Uh, a little house cleaning before we get started. Uh, biggest complaint on the podcast is nobody can hear Dr. Blue. <laughs> So that's so sad. We're, we're going to try to fix that. today. He has a lot of good stuff to say, so we're going to make sure you can hear him. So I have your mic turned up way yeah. higher than ours. So if, if it's not loud for this one, then I don't know what's going to happen. There's no hope. Bo and I yeah. will
0: just have to tone it down. <laughs> I'll
1: talk like this. We're too loud. Yeah. Um. So snacks, I, I this two, two uh, reasons I wanted, well, I guess three reasons. Everybody wants to know what healthy snacks are. Number two, my kids eat a lot of snacks. Even against my better wishes, and my father-in-law asked me next, last Friday, what healthy snacks you should eat. And it just got me to thinking, the history of the snack. All right. Does anybody want to take a stab at where snack came from?
0: (laughs) I mean, it's got to be from a kid somewhere, right?
2: (laughs) Uh, That are a, um, some kind of company. It was their, their way to make more money off food.
0: Or like it was people were working and they, they wanted a break, so they're like, listen, we need oh. to add this snack break in here for okay. better productivity.
1: Those are pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the, the, the term snack is 7,000 years old. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Webster Dictionary definition is a small amount of food eaten between meals. Right. Okay. So that's where it started and then i was like right that doesn't give me much information to work with do you guys want to guess what the first snack was mm. it was not a lizard
0: <laughs> was it a bug
1: yeah it was popcorn popcorn was the first snack yeah
0: popcorn's been around for 7000 years yeah
1: peru and mexico first documented 7000 years ago they'd find these you know ancient burial grounds of corn husk and huh. they were they were popping popcorn for now that makes you understand when you go to, like to south america they well, serve lots of corn popcorn with everything. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the most interesting things about my time in Ethiopia, uh, very coffee culture. But every time you drink coffee, they serve popcorn. I'll be darn. And I was hmm. like, I never really grasped this, but that's just kind of their common snack. Okay. i be
0: honest, I lived in Peru and I never had popcorn as a snack. <laughs> you didn't Maybe. live then. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> I didn't live 7,000 years ago either.
1: Okay. So, uh, kind of the, the, kind of the modern history of snack. So it kind of started with the industrial revolution. Uh, before that, we didn't eat three meals a day. We kind of ate when we gathered with family. Uh, but then everybody went to a factory and you had to eat before you left. And you had about 30 minutes to eat at lunch and you ate when you got home. So, some big period gaps there where you weren't getting much food. So, in 1893, at the World's Fair in Chicago, which I just read a book about this The Devil in the White Tower, good book if you guys, you know, tell us about architecture of Chicago with a serial killer. It's pretty, pretty entwined. Okay. That's right. But the world was introduced to the first official snack, commercial snack. What was it?
0: First commercial snack. I'd say a biscuit of some kind. Okay. Cookie cracker. Close. So the first, the first
1: actual snack was a cookie. It was fig Newton in the 1890s. Okay. Uh, But the challenge they had was wrapping. Right. So everything was served fresh at a local. Uh, so not until the advent of packaging that would preserve food did the snack industry take, take off. off yeah. And that happened in 1893 at Chicago World's Fair with Cracker Jacks.
0: Hmm. Cracker Jacks. <sighs>
1: little, I love little, some Cracker Jacks yeah, in, in my day. A piece of Americana there, right? Mm. Okay, it was so the they, prize.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what got you. Yeah. They knew that too, didn't they? <laughs>
1: but do you think, do you think the, so I'm going to screw these names up, but Frederick, and Louis Rukhem invented packaging for food. Huh. Right. Do you think they understand the impact that they had on society going forth? No. But,
2: Not
0: at all. No way.
2: They, but but back in then, you probably looked at it as we're opening
1: up a whole new great thing for mm-hmm. people. OK, check that. Hold on before you get too crazy. Right. So this we were still kind of living in the Victorian era, like coming out of proper. Right. So. At that point in American history, you were a significantly uncultured person if you ate food with your hands. So people only ate when they had fork utensils. Mm -hmm. So it kept people eating in certain areas, whether it was diners, at home with your friends. But now, thanks to this packaging and this mass marketing move, they moved snack foods out of a very impoverished, low-end worker-type food to a food that was prominent to everybody
0: and that's where it all
1: started yeah so after that hershey's bars 1900 oreos in 1912 (laughs) those have been around that long yeah (laughs) yeah wow so for 100 years they've been wreaking havoc on our health right wow okay so what else in that time period drove the desire to snack right so mainly it was it wasn't that anybody needed any food it wasn't that they needed any energy in the day; it was the ability to to make it convenient. Mm-hmm. So, because it was available, people started snacking, right? And then something else happened after that that really drove the desire to snack. anybody want to take a stab? I got nothing. Has to do with alcohol. Oh,
0: prohibition. Prohibition. There yeah. You
1: go. So nobody could drink, so snacks took over, right? Uh-huh. all right last question then we'll just talk about snacks because i thought this is all interesting this what, is great
0: history what yeah, do you no, what like do you I'm guys think <laughs> yeah right this is homeschool <laughs> yeah.
1: i'm just not raising my hand with the answer <laughs> yeah,
0: right
1: <laughs> two, two more facts and then we'll just move on to general conversation <clears throat> what do you guys think the snack industry financially right oh, now wow what do you think Man. the price of the snack industry and this is not protein bars this is not um
2: at least five billion i'm gonna go five billion to
1: 15 to 15000000000 Oh, oh you're you're being crazy i no, I I don't No, know. you're crazy low. It's a 170 oh. billion dollar industry. $170 oh, no, 100 billion, yeah. 170 it's billion huge. dollar industry.
0: Yeah. It grows
1: at 3% a year.
0: Does that do you think that includes soft drinks? It's yeah. Not. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, but wow. not fruit it doesn't contain fruit, it doesn't contain what people consider to be healthy snacks, protein bars sure, and things like of that nature Sure.
0: Prepackaged like Prepackaged
1: preservative
0: junk containing
1: type stuff. junk food. Junk food. 170 billion dollar industry
0: man that's crazy crazy. all
1: right last question what percentage of the average american's diet on a daily basis is made up of snacks like volume wise i'm gonna say at least 30 percent
0: yeah i would say probably more like 40.
1: 25 to 32 on the average study 25 to 32 percent of your daily intake is snacks not mine I don't snack. I hate the word snack.
2: I'd (laughs) like to know also kids. Kids snack more than adults.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think kind of our population that we deal with also snacks more. Like, because I was saying 40 just based upon the patients that I see. So maybe there's some telling
2: information in that. Are you saying that we don't need to have snacks in the day?
1: I I personally (laughs) don't think you need snacks in the day. But that's the point of this podcast is... Pot, you know, and specifically, we have to consider this in the realm of what we do. I mean, if you've had a sleeve gastrectomy, if you've had some kind of procedure that has reduced the volume of your stomach, are snacks needed to be able to get your protein intake, your total caloric intake, you know, all the, all the things that we deal with?
0: So let's go back and use that Merriam-Webster definition of snack again.
1: A small amount of food eaten between meals.
0: Okay. I think for our patient population, in the beginning... That is um, necessary.
1: Okay.
2: And what time frame? Until when?
0: Um, I would say probably the first, I'd put like four to six months on it. Okay. That would be my time frame.
2: Always, always, when I sit down with a patient at three months, that's when I say that let's start kind of going away from that. So you'd say four to six months
0: typically what I see more so in females. I think males are able to like get their protein in so much quicker. Yeah. Um, but females, I would say, yeah, that four to six month is usually when you start tapering off
2: now. And we're going to be very transparent. Um, uh, are we creating an issue by, uh, cause like you said, it's necessary, but behavior starts setting in Mm -hmm. and long term this I think this can be a destructive behavior if we if you
1: continue it would you agree
0: I would yeah I I try to counsel everybody on hey don't be a grazer because that does I mean that sets you up for failure I think and what's
1: the what's the difference between snacking and grazing
0: so grazing is you anytime you see a food like you just grab a little and you eat it 20 minutes later you grab a little and you eat it and here's what I tell people for snacking um, so again, just a small amount of food. I'm not talking about like a Fig Newton, <laughs> but small amount of food in between meals. if I just say just meals, like the corner of
1: the Fig Newton? Is that grazing or snacking?
0: That is grazing. Okay. And then if you ate the other corner five minutes later. <laughs> um, still but, grazing. Or, yeah, still grazing. <laughs> um, but if you're going to have a quote unquote snack, put it on a plate, treat it as a meal. Um, because what I think when you get into that bad habit is like you, after dinner, you sit down on the couch, you're watching your show and you grab the bag of popcorn or you grab the bag of chips, or even let's say a can of nuts, something relatively healthy. You grab that can of nuts, you eat, you eat, you eat just little bits here and there. And then by the time you know it, you've eaten an entire can of nuts, which, which is like, I don't know, 3000 calories probably. I mean, you've just like way overdone it, right? So that's what I try to get people to do is if you're going to have something in between a meal, treat it as a meal, put it on a plate. That way you have to make the decision one time about what your portion is or like what you're eating. You make it once, you put it on the plate, and then you know, hey, when I'm done with this, I'm over. I'm not like going to keep going back.
2: That's a great advice. That means you don't have the bag of chips in your, right right next to you. I it's just keep filling the plate up.
0: (laughs) No, one time, Bo, one time.
1: (laughs) Well, I, I, I'll backtrack. Uh, As you guys understand, I'm, I'm pretty anti-snack and it's not because I don't believe in the idea of needing extra nutrition during the day or after a workout or my problem is the content of the average snack. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, so it's not so much that the idea of snacking is bad; it's what we snack on as Americans. Sure. Right. Yep. I mean, these foods are high in preservatives, high in vegetable oils, high in added sugar. Mm-hmm. You guys want anything else? Mostly carbs. High
0: carbs. Yeah. High, like fried stuff. Yeah. Well. Kind of what we talked about last time. Like that's the worst thing for you. Like. So
1: let's really dive into that because this this is you now we're now getting into public awareness here. Our kids. I mean, uh, so we noticed about a month ago that Hugh, our four-year-old, was not eating his lunch. And this dude eats a lot of food. <laughs> and so his lunch was coming back, like, just looked like he was grazing instead of eating, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we just kind of started scratching our heads and going through a spurt where he just doesn't need a lot of, you know, nutrition. And then you realize he's getting two to three snacks in the day. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And I mean, so uh, I, I, uh, you mentioned that a while ago. or uh, you know, the I think over forty percent of that snack food industry, that one hundred seventy billion dollar industry, is kids. Yeah. Kids, mm-hmm. right? And think about what these foods are.
2: They're inflammatory right? bombs. You
1: think about your kids, like Goldfish yeah. and nut bars, and this and that, and mm-hmm. you know, even things. People perceive to be healthy. That'll end booty. up pirates booty. Pirates booty. Yeah, yeah. the hundred calorie uh, <laughs> popcorn, the skinny pop, skinny
0: pop. Yeah, uh, the mm-hmm. vegetable sticks that have no oh, vegetables in them. Yeah. Most yeah. of these are in my ten things you shouldn't eat podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'll just check your, those out. But your kids are eating them. Um, uh, no, no, not all. Some of them, yeah. Oh,
1: you may not put it in their bag, but they're getting it. At well, school.
0: that's true, and I think that's a hard thing because as a parent, you can try and control and. And that's the important thing to know. You can only control what you can control, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So my kids don't snack. Like when they come home from school, it's, hey, dinner's in like an hour. You're going to be fine.
1: You win that argument?
0: Uh, it should, that's just how it works. Like, I just feel like i just... need to be a
1: trial attorney to win that argument.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we. It's just like a, that's our routine. Like the, when you get home from school, like they're, when I get home from work, really dinner's in like an hour. So you're yeah. not getting anything. Stop bugging me go outside. Uh, but it's hard when you can't control what they're given at school. They're going to the neighbor's house. To get <laughs> <some money. laughs> they're going to their grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. That's where they're going.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mom doesn't let us snack.
0: Yeah. No, but I mean, my kids do snack, Uh, but it's hard because you can't control what what's done outside of, you know, the, the time that you have with them.
1: Yeah, it, I think I find this hard because, you know, as adults, we make that decision. Kids just react to what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So we our kids do uh, they get home from school and I feel like they're starving. So we try to keep fruit around and um you know whether it's orange and apple banana raspberries strawberries uh whatever um but we were on vacation you know last week and there were a lot of snacks and there was a lot of grazing slash snacking going on Mm -hmm. and you just realize the more if it's available they're going to eat it yeah right how do you Mm -hmm. prevent them from doing that
0: yeah
1: what's your favorite snack chelsea
0: uh i'm not a snacker like didn't grow up being a snacker um so i really like this is a truthful answer i really don't have a favorite snack but if i had to pick one chocolate covered almonds and not the good ones <laughs> the is there, really is sugary there good ones one?
2: is there,
0: i mean i guess you could go the dark, sorry, chocolate. dark chocolate i mean like the almonds? really bitter mm-hmm. ones i don't that's not what i want for my snack <laughs> but i'm not a big snacker my husband very much a snacker i mean like he likes Doritos, mostly salty things.
2: Is that culture in his That's how his he's family raised?
0: man. I mean, it was like shocking whenever we got married, and yeah. I would go to his house and it was like, we just had lunch, but everyone is now like has a bag of chips or pretzels or something like that. I'm like, what is happening? My family just didn't do that. Like we're very different.
2: So do you think just culturally mothers want to be that house that has everything?
0: Sure. Do you think that's
2: that well, starts- my grandma was
1: that way? Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, Uh, peanut butter crackers, pretzels, uh, Fig Newtons, uh, (laughs)
2: Jell-O yeah! and then I had one grandmother. It was all homemade bread and real stuff, but it it wasn't packaged up. It was real,
1: real food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys want to we got short time here. It's 128. What if you're going to guide somebody on what I, I want? I can't give up snacking. It's part of my culture. Or who I am, or what I do, or my energy level. What do you guys guide them to snack on?
0: I mean, ideally, vegetables. That's great because you're not usually getting enough vegetables in your meal times, anyways. So that's a yeah. great time to get them in. Pretty Plus, minimal insulin very, hit. Yeah. And they're very filling. Um, and they're quick and usually like, you know, you can cut up some bell peppers or I mean, bag of carrots, whatever, at the beginning yeah, of the that, week. a and... big
1: old goop of ranch that I got to get <laughs> to eat it, right?
0: I mean, maybe some guacamole.
1: Oh, guacamole, That'd yeah. be a good
0: yeah, one. That's brown by the time I get it to work. Um, I personally like, I mean, cheese stick. I love yeah. cheese. So that's a great option. I mean, it is on the processed side, so you don't want to do that all the time. Uh, nuts. I've been doing goat cheese
1: as a Ooh, snack. Yeah. Like goat Delicious. cheese. And Just blueberries? Plain. You do goat cheese, blueberry, and a little bit of... I'll put some nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts and goat cheese. Yeah.
0: Cottage cheese is another one that people like.
1: Oh, I love cottage cheese as a meal. Like, I don't snack, so. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen Uh, him at the surgery
2: center snack.
0: Yeah, good for you for saying that. (laughs) call him out but
1: thursday's probably the biggest challenge for me uh, because you know we're busy operating 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 you are know, like man lunch seems so far away um, and usually there's some nuts there that's a good alternative and every once in a while they run out of nuts and peanut butter pretzel No, color. he yeah. said it i the, wasn't the gonna peanut say. butter filled pretzels that one yeah uh,
0: those
1: are good i eat like five every other thursday um, that is a snack i'll give it to you i'll give it to you but so snacks, that, and we can probably, uh, our next 10 foods you think are healthy but are not should be snacks. Snacks. Right? Because I think one that I hear frequently is dried fruit.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: like uh, dehydrated fruit. And sure. uh, the one challenge of that is the dehydration process pretty much denatures all the fiber in it. So basically, you're getting a fructose bomb right
0: and usually they add a lot of sugar to it mm-hmm. outside of the natural like fructose from the fruit they add stuff to it to make it taste pretty good yeah
1: and is, is unopposed fructose bad for you it is It is really bad for you yeah um bad for your liver yeah. Always hear, i always hear
2: patients uh, popcorn that is it's a, a big real one. Yeah. big go-to mm-hmm.
1: yeah, but it's only 100 calories
2: but it's an and, insulin and, and the serving size is and three cups
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, well. Well, which what side are you look at? But yeah, yeah, like you were gonna say, it's it's an
2: insulin and glucose bomb. Yeah, and so it just it just negates all your fat burning ability through the
1: day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So other things: beef jerky, beef jerky, pork yeah. rinds, um, which nuts. are good ones.
2: I would I would include those in the good ones.
1: Yeah. 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 Pork, pork rinds. You you can't get the ones that have all the added coloring. Like if, <laughs> if they're if they're not in the natural color of all natural. Yeah. Probably should avoid that. Um not everybody everybody still associates pork rinds with fat and being fat right would you guys agree Oh, i don't eat that cuz it's fattening no it's I bad actually, smells and, I, yeah, I can't yeah i'm with you on that <laughs>
0: no i think the keto diet has changed that i think people now kind of view like pork rinds as being pretty healthy for you
1: yeah well okay uh nuts uh i tend to gravitate to a few nuts i don't i don't treat all nuts equally um so you know macadamia nuts pecans
0: walnuts uh, you don't do walnuts. I don't do walnuts. <laughs> I like walnuts. See, I
2: like walnuts because of the omega profile. Ditto. That's the only thing. No. Um, and they have good peanuts.
0: magnesium. Walnuts too. Yeah. What'd you say about peanuts?
1: I
2: throw a peanut. A peanuts are out. A legume.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And they're they're cheap fillers. Anytime you get the mixed nuts, I'm like, oh, you put too many peanuts in here.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you got to be
1: selective about the mixed nut uh, approach. Uh, well. Any sum, summaries on the snack idea? Let's just take a vote. Thumbs up, thumbs down. No, Chelsea, are you for snacks or against snacks?
0: In general or for our patients in the beginning?
1: Uh, kids, population in general.
0: Uh, Thumbs down. Thumbs down.
2: I agree. I think, it's it again, it affects your insulin and glucose response. So if your goal is to lose weight, they're c-
1: counterproductive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I okay, think you guys know my position. So three thumbs down <laughs> from the crew here at the Panhandle Weight Loss Center. Uh, we hope that doesn't make too many people mad. And, yeah. and
2: I want to share a quick story. Um, so I was with my relatives yesterday, my brother, brother-in-law, and we were just talking about um, they've been on a weight loss journey. And particularly once you get past the snacking and per, and you get your body metabolically flexible, you don't need snacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not well, hungry. And that's the key is you need to be able to be in that position where you don't feel like you have to graze.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I was going to save that because we got cut off on time here. But the physiological need for snacking is true for some people. Sure. Right. You're not metabolically flexible. Your glucose dips. You got the shakes. You're going to snap your boss's head off or something like that. Mm-hmm. The diva. Remember the Snickers commercial? <laughs> yes. the Snickers. Don't <laughs> yeah, be a diva. Snickers. <laughs> yeah. Hangry. Uh, hangry. hangry. Uh, some people have that and they experience. It. I just talked to one of my last patients was talking about uh, on the pre-op diet about, you know, getting really irritable and that's physiologic, that's hormone, that's hormonal. So you have to address that. I mean, if you're not at that stage where you can go from, you know, a blood sugar of 120 to a blood sugar of 60 and be asymptomatic, you probably, you're probably gonna have to snack, right? Yeah. Or graze or something. Do
0: something. Have yeah. a, have a mini meal. A <laughs> mini meal. Yeah. Yeah
1: um but i don't outside of that there's no positives uh if if you're if you're snacking because of a low energy state you have hormonal metabolic problems Mm -hmm. would you agree with that Mm -hmm.
0: yeah
1: because they're snacking out of necessity and they're snacking out of boredom they're snacking out of stress and trigger Mm -hmm. uh but some people physiologically they like they Mm -hmm. can't go Mm -hmm. two to three hours without a carb hit yeah
0: Well, and I would add to that, it's also habit for a lot of people. I find that snacking is, it's almost like, you know, when people quit smoking and they have the habit of putting something to their mouth, so then they turn to food. It's very similar with snacking in general. It's like you have the habit every night after dinner, I go to the couch, I sit down, I grab my bag of popcorn and that you're not hungry. You aren't, you just had dinner. So it's a habit more than anything. So I even think, um breaking those habits like breaking your routine okay well instead of after dinner going immediately to sit down because that that's in your brain and your brain Trigger. starts thinking I'm coming for that popcorn in a minute go do something else go outside for a minute go wash the dishes like just break that habit in some way because I do think it' oftentimes is yeah. you just don't even realize you're doing it sometimes
1: you're bringing in the atomic habit book. yes yeah? uh, mm-hmm. so, so triggers yeah let's let's stack the habits all right you can have that snack after 50 push-ups
0: <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't uh, be having it. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, no, that's good. Short one. Yeah. Um, any parting thoughts? Nope.
0: No. No. Okay.
1: Good. Go forward and minimize the snacking. Hopefully right.
2: revenue for the snack industry will go down
1: after this. What do you think?
0: I Yeah. I have, Man. do not have high hopes. <laughs> we are influencers here.
1: <laughs> if anything, we're getting a phone call from them. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, can we
0: pay you guys yeah. some money to sponsor your podcast? <laughs>
1: um, okay. All right. Thanks, guys. See y'all.